0: Hey guys, this is Jennifer with the Shooter's Mindset. We are live with episode 393. We have got our co host of the hour, Greg Cannon. How's it going?
1: Good. How about y'all?
0: It's going. Life is going. We have our other co host, our new co host, Corey K. How's it going, Corey?
2: It's crowded. It smells like chicken.
0: <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> So our guests of the hour that everyone really wants to see and talk to instead of me, Greg and Corey, uh, we have David and Robert from we Bad shooting bags and all other accessories, everything that you need, all shooting related items that you need. Um, so why don't you start out, y'all can just take turns or pick a spokesman but yeah, like of David
2: you,
0: <laughs> look, they're both like <laughs> point at the other one. Someone or both of you tell us a little bit about yourselves um, individually and how you kind of got into shooting and then how WeBad was born.
2: Hi, I'm David Weese. Um, I've been shooting long range competitions probably since about 2005 or four, a long time. I'm kind of an old guy. Um, and I got into it by, I bought an expensive rifle, that was a precision rifle. And once I took it outside and shot it other than the ARs and pistols I've been shooting, I realized how much harder this is than you would think it would be. You can't just buy an expensive rifle. So I ended up talking to a guy named Terry Cross and bought one of his podlocks, and he recommended rifles only in Kingsville. And that kind of is where it all started. I went down there for some training and then started shooting matches there.
0: That is one place I have never been and it is on my punch list to get rifles only. Yeah,
2: they're, they've are they been putting on matches since the early 90s, so they've been doing it a long time.
0: I definitely need to get there for a match. That's definitely, I need to recreate my bucket list. I don't know where it went. <laughs> but Robert? That's...
2: Yeah, so uh, I've been doing it quite as long as David. Actually, I think Our friendship is kind of what started uh, most, if not all of the shooting for me, as far as that goes. we met through a mutual friend that owned a gun shop here in town. Uh, I've always collected, purchased, and shot firearms. Um, But it was David and our relationship through hunting and through everything else that kind of got me into shooting long range precision stuff. As a matter of fact, my first match was rifles only uh, in 2012. Uh, I actually started with their two-day match, uh, which was a doozy to start with. But um, at any rate, uh, ever since then, uh, Dave and I have been um, buddies ever since, and shooting kind of runs through our veins now. We we come by it honestly, and uh, there we are. Here we are today.
0: It was a it was a partnership born. You've been inseparable ever since, right?
2: it was it was actually conceived around a campfire, um, you know, doing things similar to what um, I guess the core shooting industry is about. You know, it, it what it originated for for me was becoming a better shooter to become a better hunter. Um, and when David and I first conceived the company, we talked about, as a matter of fact, it's funny because we were talking about it today that we missed our ten year anniversary, and we should have went on some awesome hunting trip and uh had a really good time with that but uh we missed it uh but when we conceived and started the company it was so we could shoot more and so we could hunt more uh, <laughs> that was a lot of our goals and obviously that doesn't happen when you have a company to to run to purchase more, to you know do all the things that we have to do we've definitely done a lot more shooting but the hunting has kind of fallen by the wayside <laughs> <laughs>
0: So did you just like get tired of uh, putting sand in a sock and you thought, you know what? We can do something better than this. You know, how'd, the so- idea, how'd the idea come up? You set around a campfire. Let it, Tell us how it...
2: So it started with the name. Um, he came up with the name while we were riding around on four wheelers or something out there in the middle of West Texas, mule deer hunting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was like, we need to start a company together. We need to... And he's got... I like, got the name. I was like, well, what is it? He's like, we bet. I'm like... How'd you get that? And he's like, Your last name's Weiss, my last name is Padgett. So that's how the name came about. And then we registered the domain, or he registered the domain. And then we didn't do anything for like a year, although there was a lot of things about which way we should go, uh, whether we should make t shirts or do something yeah, else. This to is make- this <laughs> was in 2009. Um, we were actually inspired by a story that a friend told us, which I, I won't get into that, but um, to Manufacture a product that was not um, a uh, a shooting bag at all. It was actually a toilet seat that uh, mounted to the hitch of a truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now
2: they make it. So yeah, I think it was probably like some million dollar idea that we missed out on. Uh, but 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 you know we kind of joked about hey that's what we've had first product would be and um, honestly. When we originally had come up with this, um, our intent was to kind of treat it like any other, one of the real popular brands out there. It's where we would take product and we would rebrand shooting products with a name and just try to create a brand. Um, And then that idea kind of evolved, I guess with David, he could probably explain this a little bit better because he was the first seamstress of uh, Webed. Yeah. So we kind of, as we we're trying to figure out where to do this and everything, we, and I kind of drug him into the shooting sports or it, over there with me into shooting long range. Um, we had already been hunting in buddies for probably five or six years before we're, he came over into shooting long range with me. But we had friends that were competitors and they just kept saying, you know, I wish somebody made this. Or, I wish somebody made this to fill a gap of space between the elbow and the knee or something to make them more stable and stuff like that. And I basically ended up buying a sewing machine. We started talking about it. We could make stuff like this and that's what we can do with this company. And basically I bought a sewing machine and I guess I took home ec, you know, when I was in seventh grade because a few girls were in it. But, you know, we that's how this kind of all started. We just started making stuff um, and to see what happened. And when it started by putting it in our friend's gun store here locally, we set up a little table and just kind of made some bags, stuff like that. We're like, Let's, we'll make this a little side business besides our normal lives, just to kind of make more money so we can, like Robert was saying, shoot a And That's We actually built a really awesome show. That's because you built it. a little display. <laughs> <laughs> it was really we like, awesome. stained it and made it all fancy, yeah. putting our buddy's done show, but, but Yeah, but to simplify David's statement, I mean, I, really, I, I think what he did is what we all strive to do now is just find ways to become a better shooter. And um, that that basically kind of sums up the moral of the company and kind of what we stand for and um, what we try to do. I mean, our our whole end goal is to make everybody better um, at shooting. And it's come a long ways in the last twelve years. I mean, what the targets we used to shoot at twelve years ago were full size Zip-Six and now they're you know down to one eight targets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, you probably wouldn't hire me as a seamstress, would you?
2: Actually, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I sewed it up like it was a laceration because I'm an ER <laughs> yeah,
2: That's good stitching there.
0: <laughs> so you're hired.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you guys already kind of touched on it, but you've had a bunch of guys come to you with ideas. How many of those ideas are like, they make it to the shop? And like, what what's what do you look for in an idea when it comes to someone has like, hey, I want
1: you to make this thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no bad idea. Um, you know, I mean, just like anything else that we do, everybody has their own ways to do particular things. And there are some things that we manufacture out of our custom shop uh, that we turn over to customers or customers um, and never look back on. And then there are some things that. We manufacture out uh, of our customers that we go, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Do you mind, you know, if, you know, we kind of take that and maybe run with it. And um, you'll know there's a lot of products out there. Uh, Jonathan Berry came to us with the product and now we have the Berry bag. Um, Todd came to us with the tech pad or an idea that was similar to the tech pad, what it originally evolved from. Uh, so you'll notice that a lot of our products out there have other people's names on them uh, or attached to them. And uh, that's a lot of times where those ideas originate from.
0: Yeah, in the least. milk toast.
2: In milk the toast, Janet. Yeah. yeah. Tater Tot was a particular size. Yeah, Tater Tot. Nobody could probably guess, Mr. Tate Street. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who's Whiskey Charlie named after?
2: Wax canvas. <laughs>
1: <have> wax canvas. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've shot with him yet
0: yeah we should we have a lot of uh whiskey whiskey drinkers out there anyway greg are there yeah. any lives
1: yes um do you guys like this guy named prentice wink
2: <laughs> is he asking for scores <laughs> So Fredis has a real question about the impact seasoning. Where did that come from? Because it's delicious. Yeah, so that seasoning, uh, I'd like to be able to say that that I came up with it, but I did not. Um, That actually came up from a cooking buddy of mine that has a company called Good Old Boy Seasonings. And um, what I had originally asked him to do uh, was asked him if we could rebrand that uh, actually to give away or to sell and he was gracious enough to allow us to do that. So it was pretty awesome of him. Um, now, I, I want everybody to know that we, we got to work on Todd because I think that that's truly his second best seasoning. His, his best seasoning is actually a bacon rub that I would really like to get from him. But he holds that one pretty near and dear to his heart.
0: <laughs> I might have to get some of this because we just got a Rectech grill. and
2: Which one did you get?
0: um the big one i bought it for my husband for christmas i don't know something 700 seven 700 yeah i bought the 1250 which is
2: basically the same exact thing it just has an upper shelf so yeah i love that thing
0: i looked at that and i was like uh you can add a shelf later yeah 700 it is
2: (laughs) you can add a shelf later and it's way cheaper i found out after the fact yeah (laughs) so
0: i need some good seasoning for it see so yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, this is one of their bags.
1: And if you're really
0: cool, you can get what actually, not if you're really cool, they'll do this for anybody. You can get whatever you want embroidered on it.
2: But that particular logo, you do have to be really really cool.
0: That's right. You have to be really really cool to have a shooter's mindset logo. I fun one of
1: those
0: fun shooting bags. So, what is your favorite product? So we'll go all the way around, everybody. So I'll start. The wax canvas is definitely my favorite. I love it. It's durable. Even if I did put a hole in it, I'm very rough on things. I also broke a Glock trigger once. And that's like the trigger pin. You're like, I don't know how I did that, but I did. I break things. But anyway, this thing has gone all over Mammoth and all a bunch of shooting matches with me. And I love the gripper on it. This is like my favorite. Corey, what's your
2: favorite? Uh, I'm going to cheat. Would you pass me my second favorite? Okay. So I like this one. Uh, It's a mini fortune cookie with a stupid light belt, and it lives in my truck for hunting. Uh, It goes on the side view mirrors uh, quickly in case there's something in the field that needs to be shot.
1: Yeah. The other one I like is
2: the mini stock pad. Every rifle I have has a mini stock pad on it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really really good. I mean, Basically, it just adds that buffer between your face and the adjustable cheek piece. Uh it's good for comfort, it's good for sweat. It's just all around a good product. It's been a good product for us, one of our
1: best, as a matter of fact. Too.
0: I have one of those too. Yeah. Greg, what's your favorite?
1: Mini uh mini fortune cookie. This was my very first bag. Um it has a little grippy on it, so it stays on everything. And it's just super, I do a whole lot with it. And it's light but heavy
0: yeah I love this is such a good size because you can do anything and I you know it's you can put it on something this way but I'll turn mine sideways I think more than anything because I can I can just get settled down on it and you can do a lot with it you can then I can just squeeze the back up or down to go up or down with the buttstock anyway (laughs) David what's your favorite
2: uh Probably the Tanner Dug, because I've used it so much. Um, It, I mean, it is the Whiskey Charlie Mini Fortune Cookie. It's just an inch and a half wider, so it gives you a little bit more mag clearance on flat surfaces. Like, if you lay the bag, like you're saying, on the side, and you set your gun on there, it gives yourself a little bit more space. So you don't have to worry about running a shorter mag or anything like that. Um, And I use it for basically everything. Um, I went out to Arizona to shoot Regina's Match year before last, and it was the only bag I took with me kind of the one bag to rule them all, for me anyway. And I like also, the stair bag? No, not the stair <laughs> bag so much. The camera stair bag, it definitely has its place, but it's a lot to carry around, uh, even though it is lightweight film. So, but I'd probably say the that my shape.
0: That is, I, that's the other thing about like, you say you shoot one match with one bag. I've This was the only bag I took to Mammoth and it, did everything now other matches i'll take more stuff because i'm not trying to ruck with all of it so this is the only thing i took a to mammoth and you can like turn it all different ways this way or you can go this way if you need more height um if i needed just a really small bag i would just put the buttstock just on this section of it um that's
1: probably your pillow in the tent too wasn't it um <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say now, so that brings up another topic. I am I am surprised that that is your uh, favorite bag because there's one that I know you're very close with on road trips.
0: You just hush. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you sleep as much as I do. On when it's my turn to drive, you sleep. When Damien was driving, you were back there zonked. So I, I
1: had COVID. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you gave, it to us. <laughs> you gave it to us. All right, Robert. What's your favorite bag?
2: Uh, it's going to be the same. I mean, when you talk about versatility of the product, being able to use just as a rear bag, as a front bag, um, it kind of checks all the boxes. Um, you know, if you would have asked me years ago, it would have been a pump pillow or a tech pad. Um, you know, back then we were all racing for lighter gear, lighter rifles. We were really interested in eliminating space in our body to uh, eliminate all this wobble that we have while we were on the target and building solid shooting positions. Now, most of the game is heavy rifles. Uh, we have the capability now to kind of free fire our rifles and take human intervention uh, out of everything. So the versatility of the 14 cookie think, is where it's at today.
0: I agree. Yeah. They're good. None of them are bad. So, Corey, can you see on the Facebook comments, did other people say their favorites?
2: Yeah, so Regina has switched over to the tater tot. Uh, Josh Spear is also a tater tot enthusiast. Uh, Clint Dosser, again, tater tots. Regina is talking about a modular pump pillow yeah so she yeah. uh, she probably uh, heard something about the momentless sniper challenge or something like that. And you know th- those modular products that we have when you talk about the modular tech pad, the modular pump pillow, uh, even the nameless bag that we have out there was all geared and created towards events such as those where there's like land navigation, rugging, hiking, different things of that nature and moving. Uh, so basically what it is, is just the outer shell, and the outer shell has a zipper on it, and you can utilize bags that we manufacture uh, to fill the inside of that. The tack pad version takes like three of our inner bags to fill completely. The pump pillow takes five of those inner bags to fill completely. Uh, or you can simply just throw it in your backpack when you're ready to shoot and get to the position you're going to be shooting from. You can stuff your gear in there or whatever you need to fill the bag. Um, so. That's that's kind of where the modular products came from and what their uses are really good for. They're very customizable.
0: It's good for flying. I know she takes her stuff out and flies with them because yeah. we were rooming somewhere and we got there and she starts pulling it out. And I was like, what on? She's like, yeah, it's modular. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Prentice's favorite is the rifle caddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's, very that's probably good as well, especially when you head up towards Oklahoma and places where you know, Oklahoma blows around. around. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. I, I mean, I've seen like big time uses farm even here at texture precision matches. Uh, you know, anywhere uh, where it's dry, where people walk around your rifle, kick up grass, kick up dust, getting in your chamber, uh, you know, from all the elements on to include all of that, I think that they really come useful. Who else has favorites i think that's over for now matt caruso actually uh current uh Heroes finale champion says the max yes it's because he's a big strong guy though things happen yeah actually, i actually have a funny picture i wish i'd get to we could have posted it up of him uh actually posing with the bags <laughs> a big strong guy <laughs> matt knows what i'm talking about <laughs> Yeah, you up? I feel like I need like something in front of me.
0: The computer moved in front of you, right?
2: Wait, thank you, Corey. It like Bob Dole. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Early yeah. course of but we don't yeah. want to smudge the letters. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so there's the been, letter. there's yes. been a lot of
1: discussion. <laughs> <about> <laughs> the, <yeah>. <laughs> There's been a lot of discussion about the growth of the sport. Um, How do you guys think the sport has grown so quickly and what do you think the best way to continue the rate of expansion of the sport?
2: So the sport has definitely grown fast in the last five to six years. and A lot of that is attributed to Shannon Kay taking over the helm and and especially his wife who has done a, a lot of work behind the scenes for the PRS. Julie is awesome but definitely through pushing the growth and the really, the, a lot of the growth has come from the grassroots effort from all the club matches and things like that. And the interesting thing is, and I've mentioned this, I think the other day to somebody that there's a lot of daughters being brought into the sport, whether it be at club matches in center or club matches in 22 um, with their dads, because dads and daughters don't always have a lot of things that they do together, but girls are, when they've come out and shoved these matches, they've had a great time. And now, I mean, there's a lot of really good juniors out there. I mean, you've got Allison Zane, you've got Peyton Grimes, you've got, I mean, there's Kate Estes. I mean, they all beat most, if not all the grown men that they shoot against, which is pretty amazing and awesome. But it's amazing that this is like something that fathers and daughters can get together and do together. And that's helped grow the sport. I'm trying to think what else would be another good. I mean, I've got to hand a big chunk of this off to like uh, local clubs, regional matches, things of that nature. I mean, if you look at those, I mean, those, those matches generally harbor the future uh, of the sport where a lot of the young guys that are starting to get involved in it just to kind of come in and kick the tires around. I mean, these match directors are doing such a phenomenal job uh, at those levels, uh, making sure that, people are successful. Uh, A lot of even shooters in the industry that are willing to take time out and take a second uh, to talk to these new shooters and help them out and give them pointers at that level. uh, It's it's extremely valuable. Uh, It's a valuable tool, uh, the teaching and the learning. And I, I think that that contributes a lot towards the success of the future of the sport. I see, I see a lot of it here. That's how I get yeah, yeah. it all. Yeah. I mean, David was out for my first match, and right. I had no clue what I was doing, even yeah. with Frank helping I mean, It was their second match. So he, he kind of gave us a clinic on what to do <laughs> <laughs> or what not to do.
0: That's me. Yeah. I give clinics on what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> so do that.
2: We'll Don't see. put a hole in your bag so you have to stitch it up like this.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Don't rake your bag across <laughs> the top of a. Uh, I don't up. know if there's anybody
2: here that hasn't put a hole in the bag. To be completely honest with you, it happens. I mean, that's that, that that's part of uh, the fitness of the fabric of the wax canvas. It's it's a huge benefit, but it also at the same time it's kind of not because uh, that thin fabric just it, it can get a hole put in it. You know? But
0: know,
2: comes so I'll say back to the original question, kind of. I think the growth of the sport has been that of all. I've been doing this for almost two decades. The people who tend to flock to this board are kind of all the same mindset. They all believe kind of in family, God, and country, and they all believe kind of in taking care of each other. And, and I don't know, there's just, there's so many people that I've met, and they've almost all been amazing people. And they all will give you the shirt off their back. They will all, you know, help you with anything they can. And definitely at the club level, especially where the time clock's not on and you haven't spent a larger amount of money to go to, everybody's very generous and that keeps people coming back, I think.
0: I do love so. the people and I do think that's a huge part of the growth because people will go to one match not knowing what to expect and then they're like, dude, everybody was so nice and they go yes. home with phone numbers and Facebook connections of people that want to help them and
2: yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's true at, a, at every level, um, not, not just club matches. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know I, I think that it, it's easy to look at that because that's where generally you find most of the new shooters at. But I can tell you from personal experience, um, you know i've I've called people up with questions before. Uh, yeah, I absolutely still have questions, and I've not had any problems getting them answered so.
0: Well, I didn't ever do any club matches. When I started, there were no club matches here. I was not going to drive eight hours for a one-day match. If I was going to drive eight hours and get a hotel room, I was going to shoot a two-day and just make a fool of myself. It was okay. (laughs) Uh, And I did a couple times, but it's okay. Uh, That's that's
2: exactly what I did, Uh, you know, with Rifles Only being my first match. Mm -hmm. There was no local club match here at that particular point in time, so
0: but I mean, you're right. Even going to a pro match first off, I mean, everyone is so helpful and like, I never felt lost. Everybody was helpful. Everybody was friendly. People loaned me things. Ryan, Hay yelled at me for slapping my trigger, like a three gunner. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? This is how you pull the trigger and three gun. Um, (laughs) And then even finally was like, he videoed me. He's like, do you see that? And I was like, Yeah, I do. Uh, But no, everybody's so helpful, um, even at the pro matches, at the two day matches. Um, I agree. I think that that is a huge part of why the sport grows is because of that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So with your team shooters, do you you seem to have it's kind of along the same topic. You seem to have a very specific type of person that you sponsor that, that represent your company. What do you look at, um, in those people?
2: you, me, you want me to take that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: most of our,
2: well, all of our team shooters are, for the most part, friends of friendships that we have built over the years. And, They're all people that are fun-loving, very generous, kind of like we talked about. Uh, They talk to everybody, they're they're helpful. You know, they're people that you wanna be around. They always, when you are in their presence and you leave, you always feel better for being around them. Um, Those are the people you want as brand ambassadors for your product. And we've been fortunate to meet a bunch of these great people and have these people um, represent our products, whether it's, you know, the Okies that are all great guys that are like some of the best shooters in the world, to, I mean, we have, we sponsor juniors and stuff like that are just coming up and we sponsor a wide variety of people, but basically the common core is that they're all good people. And if you met them anywhere, you'd like to sit there and talk to them because they're friendly, they're outgoing, and they're helpful. So, and we've met, and basically we have, we have we have sponsorship requests from here and there. Every once in a while people ask us for being a sponsor, shooter and stuff like that. And usually we will reach around and talk to people that we know that know them, and we usually try to shoot a match with them or anything like that before we establish that, just because we want to know, we want to get to know those people because they are our brand ambassadors, but we just want to make sure that we're all on the same page and that, I mean, don't you like spending time around people that everybody spent time around? I mean, you can think of Regina Milkovic, who was our very first sponsored shooter, Corey Bogus, who everybody wants to shoot with, too. I mean, the list goes on and on. Kate Estes, who is a super, first time I ever met her, which she's only been shooting for a couple of years, her dad shot the match, which was his first club match, he had squatted with me, and she kept scores and worked the whole match, she didn't even shoot and didn't complain once, she happily helped everybody in the squad do stuff at her first match ever, and all she did was a bystander and just helped run and be squad mom as a 13 or 14 year old, she's yeah. a great kid. I told, I gave her dad 20 bucks and said, take her to Dairy Queen and get her like an ice cream cup because she was awesome. <laughs> but I mean, it's That's just,
1: awesome.
2: I mean, they're just, they're just all great people. I mean, I'm proud that they run our gear and <laughs> glad they're, you know, they're brand ambassadors for us.
0: Well, and every one of those that you named uh, are very willing to loan bags. And, you know, I got introduced to y'all through Regina and got bags, I mean, I'm East Coast, and I run WeBad, um, you know, I'm not out there ne- as close to y'all, but I love my WeBad stuff, and a lot of it is because of shooting with Gina, and um, and Ryan Hay, and all them, it just, they're good ambassadors, because they are nice enough, and they loan it, and and they're good shooters, and so people trust their uh, their judgment on it. And people want to, like you said, people want to gravitate to those people, not people that are not nice. I'm going to be yeah. nice and not say some things I could say, but <laughs> I'm just going to say not nice and be a lady.
2: Well, the great thing about at least the position rifle community for the most part, I mean, there, I've been doing this a long time. There's very few people I have met that I didn't like, and but all those people have kind of gone by the wayside. Um, most of the people that have stuck in it are the people that, you know, if there's some kind of problem or somebody is not as nice or something, they eventually kind of leave after a year or two. And then those people, the good people, poor people stay, which is the good thing about just I like everybody. so.
0: <laughs> Robert's like, I just like everybody. Except just- your
2: insurance agent. Except <laughs> <laughs> insurance agent. <laughs> Oh, I'd agree. I agree. I couldn't agree more with what David said, um, you know, just about uh, the brand ambassadors. And, you know, we use we kind of use the statement that, you know, people that everybody wants to gravitate around and everybody wants to talk to. And that's true. Uh, but but I think just as equally important, I think that every single one of those ind- those individuals, Um, if you stand back and you look at them from afar, which, which I've done to a lot of them, you know, just to kind of see who they were when they were talking to other people, it's not necessarily that, Hey, this is what I use, use this. I think that they just want to see people succeed in general. Um, these are individuals that, that are interested, uh, in watching people be successful. Um, and you know, I, I think it's cool. So kind of
1: switching gears a little bit. Um, we we mentioned a little bit of rimfire back when we were talking about the growth of the sport. Do you guys think that rimfire has the potential to kind of surpass centerfire in popularity?
2: I do not. Um, um, while well, I think that uh, rimfire fills a pretty good gap uh, and hole to where there are individuals out there that do it for multiple reasons. So, so one of the reasons are while. Well, uh, the gear and the equipment cost just as much. There isn't quite the investment from uh, the reloading or ammunition side uh, of everything. So, you know, you are able to save kind of a lot of time uh, as far as that's concerned, like on the rimfire side of it. Um, there are a ton of matches here in Texas. Uh, I do know a lot of us that do it here in Texas, and I say us because I'm a rimfire shooter as well. Um, you know, I've shoot a lot of matches with Corey uh, over here, and we spend a lot of time together doing that. Uh, but, but there there are tons of matches for us here. Um, I do know that not everybody has the availability to have you know four or five different locations that we can drive to and we can shoot through and shoot different courses of fire and things of that nature. Uh, but no, I I really don't. I, I do believe that there are a few of us that cross over. Uh, but then you have a lot of just strictly rimfire guys, and you have a lot of just strictly centerfire guys. Um, so I believe it will get bigger at some point. Really? Oh, yeah. Because of the lack of land to have yeah. a thousand yard plus range, you only need a couple hundred yards. So I just see. <laughs> well, it's the fastest growing segment, right? Now. I mean, well, it's the fastest-growing segment because it's the newest. Degree. So, but I think that over time, the fact that just it's a lot easier to find from two or three hundred yards than it is to find a thousand-plus yards, it will eclipse eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's way more fun. It's so you know, I, well, I, I'm, I'm the only non-22 shooter in this group. So yeah, yeah. that's my that's, only that's my outside. That's my only complaint with shooting is <laughs> that man, i my mechanics do not have to be that great uh, you know, <laughs> then any step over and start shooting uh, center, fire. center fire and yeah that's bad poor body position there like I don't know why I couldn't see that impact the target I was only you know six mils off it. Uh, you know.
1: <laughs> I, uh, so I think that rimfire does have the the ability to surpass center fire as far as the total number of Anybody shooters.
2: Nobody agrees
1: with Just because of how much easier it is, you know, getting into, into center fire, there's so few people that have the ability to be like, oh, you want to shoot? Yeah, I have an extra gun. Come shoot with me. You know, nobody has, well, I take that back. Tons of people have multiple match rifles with, you know, hand loads ready to go and everything, but not a, not a lot of people do. Whereas, with rimfire you know i don't run any tx precision size match or anything like that but even my little match i have three loaner rifles bricks of ammo and just anybody could come out and, and shoot it's right outside of town it's 20 bucks so although we don't you know and i do have shooters that are the same level of dedicated to shooting my you know 20 30 person local match as there are As people that are shooting the pro series centerfire, I mean, like I have guys that like, oh yeah, you know, it's the first of the month. I'm going to set up the course of fire in my backyard, and every day after work, I'm going to shoot this match. And I was just blown away because that's not the when I got into this. When I got into running rimfire matches, I'd only shot one or two before. But to have the people that have this competition that's 20 minutes from their house, it's $20, and it's one weekend a month, and it costs them. $10 $10 an ammo, they're super dedicated to it. And I thought I was gonna see a lot of people that were doing what I was doing, which was, oh, this is a cheap way to practice for my pro series centerfire match. But it's, I have a few people that do that, but my most devoted shooters are just hardcore rimfire shooters, it's kind of cool.
0: Rimfire is the- a
2: whole other little the- section. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: <laughs> no you're good I was just saying it is funny that rimfire is its own little like there are shooters they're their own little following
2: mm-hmm. I mean there are quite a few crossovers of people that do both um, yep. the problem with a lot of us is just the lack of time to focus on both if you want to compete in both you can participate in both and still have a good time as long as you don't get too competitive when you get competitive mm-hmm. then that's when the practice comes in and time becomes a premium and it's hard to participate in both
1: exactly i am far more of a jack of all trades and i'm definitely a master of none that's that's for sure when it comes to this stuff <laughs> all right so we're about at the midpoint of the show um remember if you're watching us live on facebook ask any questions you may have in the comment section of the video um we'll ask it live on air other ways to catch us you can always check back to the shooter's mindset facebook page the videos stay up there forever We usually upload to all of the podcast apps the night after the show. And then finally, everything eventually ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page, which is a great place to go back and look up um, the past, let's see, what episode is this? 393, so the past 391 episodes.
0: So we just had a big thing that uh, we covered a good bit of with the IPRF. Uh, And the international match, first time that there was an international precision rifle match, um, and we had Team USA that went over there. And y'all were pretty big supporters of that team going over there. Um, It was really neat to see that a couple of companies kind of stepped up, because it was kind of rushed, just the way that everything worked out with the world climate, you know, with things changing, it kind of was last minute. Um, when it finally was set in stone, and, and it was going to be able to happen. Um, so it was kind of quick. So it was really cool to see a couple of companies step up and, um, and and just kind of offer products and and help out. So tell us a little bit about that and how that came about and how it went and what y'all did.
1: Well,
2: it was important to us. We, we really wanted to be involved um, in that as much as we could. Um, we knew that uh, there were a fair number of shooters going over there that, that used our gear, um, and we also know that, you know, these bags, while very handy and very useful over there, aren't necessarily uh, easy to travel with uh, from time to time, um, especially traveling for that length of time internationally. Um, so we gave everybody the option of taking a Team USA bag, which actually had, uh, the United States WeBab logo on it, uh, and gave them the capability to use that over there. And then the only requirement was, was once they were over there, hey, give it away. Um, you don't necessarily have to bring it back. Um, however, we did get one back. We did get cultures back, which, Coulter, thank you very much for bringing that back. I thought that was really cool. It sits in the shop now with France dirt on it. And it was the bag used to win the tactical uh, division of that match. So um, I think that was really awesome. But um, uh, a lot of the shooters did choose to, to give their bags away, uh, which I know that there was some uh, pretty cool pictures that came back of that of Peyton giving hers away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was just really just us wanting to be as involved as we could with that and do everything that we could. Actually, Culture gave one of his bags away, too. To yeah, the French guys. Yeah, he did. Uh, but the one that he actually used, he brought back for us, too. Yeah.
0: yeah, what people don't realize is that a lot of the um, international stage, they don't have the same access to all the gun things that we have, right? I mean, I got a hole in my bag, and I just love my bag. And so I just up. But if I had wanted to get another bag, I could have legitimately like messaged y'all and been like, I'm ordering another bag, send it to me. And I would have had it within a week, right? Very yeah. easy. Um, yeah. It's not that easy um, overseas for those shooters over there to get the same thing. So they don't have the same caliber of equipment that we have. So I think that was really mm-hmm. an idea to be able to kind of get that in their hands over there. And I think they really appreciated it from what I heard.
2: Yeah, for some, for some, uh, our international distributor network, um, has been working extremely well for us. They've been working hard, uh, uh, Josh Martin with C2 Precision, uh, in the UK. And then we've got, you know, obviously Runer uh, in Norway. Uh, those guys are doing a fantastic job, uh, over there. As a matter of fact, some of their social media posts, uh, Phenomenal. Um, love to see that stuff. They're pushing the product really hard. They're carrying a lot of product uh, and they're making sure it's available in a lot of those international areas. So
0: yeah. I'm glad to see that.
2: But yeah, I would agree to an extent. It's getting better.
0: So,
1: they through a lot more yeah. <laughs> what can you guys tell us about the uh, group of hooligans from Norway coming to the US later this month?
2: Yeah, we're excited. Um, we're, we're excited to have those
1: guys in. Um, I think it's going
2: to be a blast. As a matter of fact, I, I think the latest social media pictures I've seen last time they were in Vegas. I don't know where they're at right yeah, they're now. in Vegas. Yeah, I know they're going to do some sort of like cross-country trek. They're going to come down and they're, they're going to see it, guys. They're going to see it all. Uh, but we're going to be really excited to have those guys in town. Um, we're going to do what we can to show them around, to show them a little bit of Texas hospitality, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Sindri is under strict orders to keep her and our out of trouble. Is he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like shenanigans.
1: <laughs>
2: you know? yeah. uh, so we you have, sorry, we do have a live question. Uh, if you were to pick hunting or competition, you can only do one. Oh, who's asking that? Jason uh, Wyatt. That's rude. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Put me on the spot, Mr. Old Nature. Yeah. yeah where's the jacqueline suddenly outside <laughs> angie carries a little little like battery in his pocket for the heater inside of but yeah um man I'll, I'll be honest with you while i love the people i love everything I, about the competitive shooting sport i you know hunting is where all this originated from uh it would be very very difficult for me to give that up so i would have to say i'd continue on i guess yeah not not so easy yeah i mean it's i mean hey this is a partnership right so so i I know you're obligated to say competition yeah you're obligated uh i mean i would have to say it's hunting too i mean i love competition i've met so many great people and stuff like that but the the things you look i mean there's so many good times i've had in matches and so many things look back on and laugh and stuff but hunting is, is so much it's it's not just the hunt itself. It's being out in the wilderness. It's disconnecting from everyday life and the cell phones and everything else, and just being out there in the moment, as opposed to thinking about what you got to do in 30 minutes or who you got to meet next or do whatever. You know, pick up the kids from school. You're you're in the moment, yeah. Which in today's society is so hard to be, so. That's why I would say hunting. And just to clarify, I mean, that's moving forward. We would never give up the relationship. <laughs> I like how you guys pretend you have your phones in competition. Like you've disconnected there. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, we actually have a pretty busy schedule this year for all the matches we're shooting. Yeah. Quite a few. So it should be fun. You're both competing in different divisions that open. Have- Open is the big thing. Open is all of that. Why did you decide to go tack and gas Well, for me, it was simple. Um, time. Um, being able to shoot tack. Um, matter of fact, I, I I took this rifle out of my safe. I have a 223 in my safe. I, I literally pulled it out of my safe and blew the dust off of it. And, uh, man, I never knew the rifle shot so good. Of it. But I had Redbeard build this rifle for me years ago. And I mean, a lot of years ago and um, uh, basically purchased a bunch of factory ammunition that I wanted to test it to Mm -hmm. see what shot better. And uh, quite frankly, it's shooting phenomenal. Um, But but for me, uh, just shooting tactical uh, right now is more of a kind thing and being able to shoot factory. Technically, I am competing in Open in this first match of the year. Um, I ordered a rifle from JP last fall, and they are very busy. Making some of the best gas guns that are out there by far, um, but I have not taken delivery of it yet, so we're kind of at a time crunch here coming into this match next weekend. So I am going to shoot open in this one, and maybe the one at rifles only in February, depending on when I get that gas gun in my hands. But the reason I wanted to go to gas gun is a couple reasons. One, reloading takes time. Uh, two, competing in open. I've a couple years or a year and a half ago, I did it at a fairly high level after dedicating a lot of time to dry firing and things like that. Um and if I didn't try to compete at the highest level, it would probably bother me, my competitive drive. So I figured moving over to gas guns, one thing, I could shoot factory ammo. So I save that time from reloading. Yeah, and two, if I don't finish in the top, you know, 15 or 20 people, I would it wouldn't bother me as badly. Plus, I have a son who's got gone head over heels in golf. I started playing golf again. So it'll allow me time to still spend time with my kids before they're out of the house before, you know. I've only got a couple of years left. I'll be an empty nester, which is odd. He told me <laughs> he told me it was because Corey talked major trash. But well, that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets it gets better because there's more. February and uh, March, I'll be shooting tax. Oh yeah, yeah. You're coming on over, Jeff. Yeah. David gave me some 185s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Going to the dark side. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: He said
1: these will be grubber, no problem. Why don't you do a 308? It's like 6 millimeter. Here oh, you go. You <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to, I've still been tempted to build a 223 like every time I see someone playing with one. So that might happen sometime soon. That just sounds fun. Yeah. Um, we skipped around a little bit here, um, but what are some of the coolest stories that you guys have heard about where some of those Team USA bags ended up at?
2: Well, I mean, Coulter told me that, you know, he gave this to one of the French open shooters that he spoke with and had a good time with. And um, it was really nice. And I know that Peyton gave one of her bags, I think, to one of the female competitors from Norway, I think, but not really. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, which was, which was a new shooter that didn't have kind of a lot of the gear. I know that uh, she received, there were a lot of companies uh, that stepped up to provide her with stuff, which I think was really awesome. Yeah yeah that is yeah I, I i still see pictures of her from time to time uh that peyton showed me or that weda showed me of uh, her actually using the bag that she sends over to peyton so she's still super appreciative and man, that's what it's all about and Austin Bushman gave his bag away i'm trying to remember who he gave it to he gave it to another shooter that needed it or as well so let me. I end.
0: think that is so cool that it just got them out there and the that they're the Team USA bags. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Which kind we of-
2: sold for a limited time. Um, and we've had orders from them since that we've kind of been like, yeah, that was kind of a limited time deal. But I mean, obviously, they'll be back next year. I guess our 22 team is going to be in Naples. Um, so they'll be back for the Rimfire stuff. We're trying to keep it like the McRib. Feels yeah. Back once a year. Exactly.
0: <laughs> It'd be cool if um so my kids went to like they have something called palmetto state boys and palmetto state girls here i don't know anyway it's a thing that they go to but they come with t-shirts and they they like swap t-shirts because it's from from all over the state it's not yeah. from all the world but from all over the state so they'll meet people from other parts of the state that they'll stay friends with and they they'll swap t-shirts it'd be really cool if y'all did like every team could order their team bags and then they could swap with each other's nation.
2: That'd be hella cool. Yeah, That would be
0: super cool. cool. You know what I mean? If they had them and then you go and like if you make friends with one of the other competitors from another country, you trade bags with them. And so you're taking home a Norway bag or a Sweden bag and they're taking home a USA bag. And then when everybody's like, why do you have a Norway bag? Well, I shot in the IPRF match and my buddy- Whoever, yeah. That would be a cool, you should. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Good ideas from Cheers thing. I'm (laughs) getting about to you know recruit Jennifer into the company as our obviously she's gonna be like a warranty department and take care of 50.
0: (laughs) 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 And then she comes
2: up with these great ideas. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, I'll have my MBA in a month, you know?
2: (laughs) you can lay a suture down we'll just (laughs) we'll just raise the price a little bit of bag repair (laughs) that's right get it
0: now yeah No, that would be cool if you like created uh you know i don't know how you would advertise it to all the countries but have it where it could be a bag swap you know they could be different colors for different teams or just the logo or whatever you wanted to do i think that'd be yeah
2: yeah, probably to reaching out to our dealer network in all the different countries and stuff like that, would probably make that happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. If
0: you awesome. want to,
1: ooh, here we yeah. go. If you want to take it a step further to get the shooters really involved, so say you sell, sell the bag for whatever and X percent of that goes back to the team to help with expenses, you know, not, not a ton, but, you know, for every bag of team usa five dollars goes towards team usa's budget so this way they're in their home country trying to say hey everyone go here and buy a bag and help get us to the championships
2: oh sure yeah sure we, we've talked about uh giving back and stuff like that actually quite a bit um you know we talked about uh maybe running promotions similar to something like that to where we would give back to an organization or something like that and um, you know, thus far right now, uh, we, we haven't followed through with anything like that just because it's been kind of difficult to nail everything down and the logistics of that deal um, and find somebody that we both believe in that are suitable. I mean, for us to have, you know, that kind of conversation. But yeah, it's definitely been on the radar before and it's remains there. So. And now that there's a little more structure and organization, that last year's was kind of a whirlwind with how everything was kind of thrown together and everything. But now they have, everybody's got pretty much Good leadership set up and everything, and it's a lot more organization for the coming years. Yeah.
0: Most definitely. All right. So other than creating an entire bag swap for the IPRF, what are your other goals for WeBad for 2023? Both the company and do you have any personal shooting goals like that? You want to beat your friend Corey at TAC?
2: I want, I want to beat my friend Corey at Gascon yeah. my, when I put the JP build into the into the JP computer on their website it is called Corey K Destroyer that is the name of my build
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know who did that <laughs> I should have had it engraved on the side of the gun but you know I wasn't that smart <laughs> still time, still time. Still time. <laughs> but I mean as far as like shooting goes I just want to have a good time with shooting um, I was kind of out of it last year due to I had knee surgery and a few other little health issues that kind of came up. And, of course, my 16-year-old decided he fell in love with golf, so I kind of played more golf than I have in a decade. As you but, should. Um, but as I kind of make a comeback this year, two more matches and go out there and see more of my friends and see everybody and uh, it's just to have a good time. At times, at, when we get into the sport, we kind of get so direct, purpose-driven that we get so competitive that we kind of not necessarily get the blinders on, but it becomes almost a job. And this year, i am that's another reason I'm shooting gas guns is just to have a good time. Yeah. So that's my goal this year in shooting, is to have a great time and not get too serious about it or too focused in, you yeah. and be corey. And don't pick up your friends. And don't <laughs> pick up my friends <laughs> Have a gas gun. Leave it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, that's that's kind of kind of partially my deal too. Um, which, I mean, if anybody knows me uh, out there, I mean, I've always wanted to be competitive when I shot, but I've never been the one to, um, I don't know, that's the best way to say it, but I've never been the one to be out there to practice to do the things necessary um, to uh, be the best shooter that I can necessarily be. Um, there are things to get away with that. Uh, some of it being business life, some of it being family life. Uh, everything else, um, I dedicate my time a lot of different ways. As you can ask these guys, they they probably know it. I've got tons of hobbies. Uh, but at at any rate, Holy yeah, that, that being one. But at any rate, you know, the, the big thing for me is. Um, just to be able to be there, you know, with like the fellow shooters, have a good time, be able to network, be able to talk to people. That's that's what it's all about for me, um, you know, mostly networking, um, being involved um, in uh, these matches, just like our customers, uh, just like, uh, you know, people that don't use our gear. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of good people out there, um, just in general, uh, that I really, really enjoy talking to and being around. So,
0: it is a lot of great
2: people. Yeah, there is. I couldn't agree. I kind of always tell everybody, you know, we started this. This kind of go back to the original question, but we started this company so we could hunt and shoot more. And it was just kind of a like a side hustle, so to speak. But we've been blessed that it has grown into what it is. Yeah, new yeah. friends and stuff along the way that we've met and helped us and help give us, inspire us, give us ideas or test stuff for us or whatever be that it, it I know we've just been blessed.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You can't beat you can't beat the people in PRS. Uh, I'm just in any precision rifle. I just don't think you can beat the people. I think it's it, it's what makes the sport. <clears throat> yep. absolutely. If it was just a field with no, you know, a field and some porta johns and some props and shoot, <laughs> it would still be. <laughs> Just a lot of fun just because of the people. Yeah.
2: There. As long as portage islands have been cleaned in previous weeks. <laughs>
0: okay. Yes, fresh Portageons.
2: Yes, very important.
0: It's always interesting when it's freezing cold and it's portajeon, but
2: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, when it's really hot in the pool. Well, we're not go
0: there. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there either. <laughs> It'd be very interesting a- in either direction. <laughs> um, are there any more lives?
2: So Oscar wants to say thank you to David and Robert for being awesome. Uh, Chad Heckler said he'll see you guys in a few weeks. I don't know what that means. He's uh, coming with match. Oh, okay. Match. Match. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: That. As a matter of fact, the story I was telling earlier about, um, you know, just needing some advice to talk to somebody about some things that I don't know. It was actually Chad. Uh, I actually called him the other day with some casual uh, questions. So I appreciate that. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me.
0: Chad's yeah. good people.
2: Yeah, yeah, very
1: good people there.
2: Yes, see is.
0: Any other lives, or is that good? Does that kill it?
2: It kills it. Prentice apparently went to bed early again. We're gonna figure out how Ashley did that.
0: <laughs> hey, Corey, no, I thought you said you were like best friends with Prentice.
2: He's he's behind, I guess. Because
0: <laughs> like before you started coming on the show, he was hammering the comments. And now that you started coming on, he's like ghosted it. So maybe he, heard, maybe he, me. he likes you. Yeah, maybe he respect me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm not gonna lie, I've been halfway expecting like him him to show up just out of the blue, all of a sudden he's in the background.
2: Yeah, he was really hoping that uh, we were gonna do that at the shop because it was closer to his house. He he did he did tell <laughs> us that earlier. He's like, Oh, really? You're doing the Corey's? that's so far away. <laughs> he was gonna do a guest that's appearance. A, yeah.
0: That is funny. We had one yeah. night that um that Greg without telling me just sent him the leak link. And all of a sudden at the end of the show, like I'm wrapping up, we're like done, and all of a sudden Prentice appears. <laughs> on the screen and I'm like what just happened <laughs> we did not get that show shut down for another 20 minutes but
1: that was that was a fun show that was all of, that was literally like we're, we need to do a show but we just want to have fun I hope our audience enjoys what's about to happen
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was in his reloading room for that show I think he had me in the corner of the reloading because I remember
2: the conversation It's really yeah that's
1: funny
2: he
0: made you
1: hide in the corner
2: (laughs) he had a a reloading room in his old house that was like a closet yes so i would go over there when i started
0: that's a little weird you were in the closet with prentice
2: (laughs) yeah nobody puts baby in the (laughs) green do what you gotta do but don't have a reloading press
0: (laughs) anyway it's been mighty quiet it's kind of funny that's all right. Um, if anybody wants to reach out and get a WeBad bag or ask any questions, what's your website? How do people reach out to y'all? Uh,
2: David's personal cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David uh, was listening online for a long time. It's just www.webad.com. Um, you can go there uh, to take a look at our website. And see what you like. And if you need to call into the office with any questions, you can reach David or myself. Mm-hmm. That's 979 703 1507.
0: And me starting um, a month because you're hiring me. So I'm moving. Exactly.
2: To- yeah. Or you can call, yeah, Jennifer. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah call Jennifer. So, or send her a text, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when she's doing lives. Um, Yeah, that or, you know, a lot of people, we get a question a lot of times, you know, hey, can I stop by the office or are you guys just a manufacturing facility? And both of the answers to those questions are yes. Uh, We don't really have a retail storefront at our office. We always welcome people to stop by and um, there's a nice big room in the back that houses all of our inventory that we'd be happy to walk through and talk about whatever gear you need to talk about. So.
0: Is David still sewing?
2: He does he has a sewing machine in his office now though so he kind of secludes himself in there and does it but yeah he will still sew from time to time i'm not nearly as good as i used to be we have a really good staff so my my sewing times are way down we used to have competitions in the office to see if we could sew fastest we did we used to have a leaderboard yeah, yeah robert used to be pretty good but i think he's pretty rusty now. oh <laughs> I'm extremely rusty now.
0: that is hilarious so definitely reach out to them But I think we can wrap it down to shout outs. Greg, you normally start.
1: Yep. So I'll start out with uh, GSL suppressors. uh, My favorite little pew pew quieters. Uh, Shooters and sharpshooters of Augusta, our local indoor and outdoor ranges. Uh, PDC custom, most beautiful rifle chassis known to man right there. Available in lime green and normal human colors. Uh, Shooters world propellant. Uh, Hunter's HD Gold, um, super blind, and those thought maybe less of that. Uh, fix it sticks so you could take things apart and put it back together mm-hmm. again, and Bortech.
0: Awesome. Corey, what you got?
1: Uh,
2: so, obviously, we bet uh, for coming over here today and spending some time bringing the chickens uh federal premium for the ammo so i don't have to reload anymore because we all know how that goes uh jp rifles from the best rifles on the planet vortex for the optics that i can't yet quite break and yes that is david's optic that i'm <laughs> going <laughs> not breaking it yet 100s hd gold for the pitch and shades and ben steger pro shop for discount codes
0: <laughs> awesome all right david you got any shout outs
2: you know, my outs are just, uh, I mean, the people I've met in this industry. I mean, once you're in the industry and you're kind of behind the curtain, you get spoiled by these relationships you build and stuff like that, because people do help you out within the industry and stuff like that. But just to everybody in the industry who works this industry and stuff like that, I mean, we've gained so many friends from so many different businesses. Some of the here we do, some of the year we don't, but they've all been good people. So... Shout out to, I mean, I've got like all these companies that are on the cover of my laptop that are all good friends of mine and stuff like that. And there's others as well. I just don't have their stickers. So, and Greg Moore, if you're watching, your sticker is right there.
0: (laughs) We need to get a Shooter's Mindset sticker because I think that that computer needs a Shooter's Mindset sticker.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean,
0: there's some important process that's happening. Oh, hey, look at that. Nice.
2: I need a smaller one. Oh, that's too big. I don't have enough for real estate. Yeah, it's pretty big. Those
1: those are for the back of the cars. It's small in some place.
0: Yeah, I need one for my new car. I mean, it's not oh. a new car. It's a two-year-old car, but I haven't had a sticker on it. I got you, fam. You know somebody that...
1: <laughs> come, uh, come to the match Saturday. I'll give you one. You just RO. That's fine.
0: <clears throat> you can write my MBA capstone for me.
1: I would love to.
0: Robert, how about you? you got any shout outs.
2: <laughs> yeah, so just Oscar, I wanted to recognize you. Thanks for those kind of words that we had up here. Jason, thanks for the questions. Um, you know, as well as David, I mean, there's a plethora of companies out there uh, that we work with. Uh, this year, I'll be running uh, uh, Leopold Optics with the uh, Foundation Stocks. So, really excited about that
0: awesome just a little shabby setup there yeah nothing too too good yeah yeah i'm That's jealous of your foundation i really want one of those oh uh,
2: very nice be running the centurion this year um it's it's been it's been an awesome chassis or stock so really really enjoy shooting.
0: those things are gorgeous and solid yeah anyway and then for me for shout outs um, I just want to shout out y'all for coming and spending a Tuesday night um having to put up with Corey for this whole two hours and <laughs> no really but everything that y'all do to support this the shooting sports so I want to thank you for that because uh, y'all are huge supporters of the sport you're out there you're you have things on prize tables you know you're always helping people out when they need things and uh everything you did for the IPRF the shooters for Team USA that went over there I just want to thank you for all of that um because that that goes a long way and it really is stand up at y'all that y'all do all that so
2: we appreciate it we're uh, we feel really blessed to be able to do it and uh we we truly enjoy it so it's a good that's what it's all about is giving back to supporting so
0: that's right and then with that I think that will be a wrap for episode 393 and we will see y'all next time thank you thank you jennifer